Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1.05 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. It means it's time for another live stream. Today is, I don't know, I think it's Wednesday. I don't know what date it is. It's sometime in September, uh, but we're here, and I'm running a little bit late, and I'm a little bit flustered because I've been having a day. I'm trying to get over it, but, uh, you know, every time, every once in a while, you just have a day, and today is that for me, but I'm here with you guys. I think that's going to put me in a better mood. I am very hungry though, because I did not eat after my run today. This morning got away from me. And then I think I just broke about a dozen and a half eggs. So, you know, that's part of what's going on, but we got a really fun package here today. That's part of what, or the reason why I'm so late is, uh, I wanted to go pick up this package from the PO box, but there was a car accident in Crystal Lake and you know, that put the whole town uh into a tizzy and so everything took a lot longer than it should have plus other things so it's just i'm here i'm here and the package is here but before we get to that let's say hi to everyone listening on the audio only version in the podcast welcome to you guys as well uh you know i did a quick look after yesterday and uh i signed up for chartable that thing where you can kind of see where like podcasts rank and stuff and uh this podcast that you're listening to right now or as of yesterday is the number 73 running podcast in America. So there you go. Thank you guys for making it number 73. Uh, and uh, for everyone listening, watching this on YouTube later, but not live. I don't know. I really feel like um, someone told me when, when people show me like podcast download numbers, I feel like if we took the podcast numbers from you guys watching this later, but not live, that in and of itself would put us way above 73. So I don't know. I don't really pay much attention to kind of like the statistics. All I know is I'm having a good time with you guys and hopefully you guys are having a good time here. So welcome. This is the number one running podcast to be at if you just don't care about statistics and want to have a good time. That's I think I think that'll work. I think that'll work. Uh, Mark Peterson says, you know what? YouTube says that there's zero people here, but he's here. And I appreciate you, Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, my phone is going crazy. Um, or at least my watches. Let's see who else we got here. JC is here. Eliza is here too. And I appreciate you guys because normally, again, I like to schedule, like put a placeholder up for the live stream, like an, at least an hour ahead of time. But the morning kind of got wild. So, uh, you know, I basically put it up two seconds before I came down here to sit down. Um, so the fact that you guys, um, you know, knew that there would be a live stream today and were patient with me, I appreciate you guys extra, extra today. Uh, Sean Devlin says, hey, everyone. He's taking a rest day today. The foot's been feeling spicy again. I'm sorry to hear that, Sean. I know it's been a long time since you've been dealing with that. So hopefully that gets sorted out pretty soon. Um, and Andrew Scott says, it was super nice weather for this morning's run. Mid-50s and clear, and he's ready for it. I will say that the run was the best part of my day so far today. Um, I had a really nice, enjoyable run out there. Um, mine was really nice, too, and I'm glad yours was really nice as well. All right, let's scroll down and see uh, who else we got here. Uh, Stevie76 says, my statistics professor told me I was average. I told her, that's mean. Yeah, we haven't used that one in a while. Uh, and thank you, Stevie. I needed that. I needed a little bit, uh, pick, a, a little pick me up. Popcorn Rider wants to know, and is this the running shoe question of the day? Yeah! <laughs> uh, it's actually not about running shoes. It's a favorite walking shoes at the moment. Uh, it's going to be a weird choice. A favorite walking shoe at the moment. I've been really enjoying, and it's not even a running, like a, it's a, not even a road running shoe, but the Kraft Nordlight Ultra Trail. I just ended up being a, in on feet in it a lot while I was in Chamonix. 
and uh, it ended up being really comfortable to wear all day. It's got a beaded foam insole, so it's just extra comfy for standing around in. Uh, so I really like that one. It's probably not one that I'm going to recommend people go out and buy as a walking shoe. Um, but I would say usually one for walking shoes, I recommend uh, the Fresh Foam More version 4 if you're actually going to be walking. If you're going to be standing, that's not one I recommend, but you said walking, so that's one I'll go with. Fresh Foam More version 4. Super comfy for lots of long walks. That being said, my wife is always extremely difficult to buy running shoes for. She's been doing a lot of extra walking um, lately. And I have her in a pair of Cumulus because I know that she doesn't like super squishy shoes like I do. And so I picked the Cumulus for her because I feel like that one is a very stable shoe, a little bit on the stiffer side than I think it should be. Um, but that's what the shoe is. I got her a pair of those because I thought she has the Hoka's as well, Clifton 8s. She doesn't love those but she's been using them. And so I got her the Cumulus 25s. She doesn't like those. And she says it's been bothering her foot. I have a feeling what's gonna happen is, just like with my daughter who betrayed me, I feel like she's gonna end up wanting a Brooks Ghost. So I think I'm gonna take her to the running store, which our local, the local running store here in Crystal Lake basically has two shoes that they can offer women, a Brooks Ghost or a Hoka Clifton. I feel like those are, I think those are the only two shoes that they own, they have. Like, I don't think that they stock any other. It's kind of sad. But I have a feeling she's probably going to like it. So, we'll see. Uh, all right. Zach Apple's here. He says, Hey, Co, what's the best major marathon you've run so far? Tokyo. It's just so cool. It's just, it's a different country, different part of the world. It feels like another world there. It's a flat, fast race. And then you get Pakari Sweat in the race, too. Um, so that's always kind of fun. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Kevin Wong says, I hope Co can try the 1080 version 13 before year end to see if it makes the best of. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've been having a problem with today. Um, I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to rant. That's behind the scenes stuff that doesn't matter. But I will eventually get to it. I've had it for a long time. I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll be, yeah. Oh. All right. So they sent it to me a long time ago. And um, they sent it to me supposedly with the SC Trainer version two. And they said it came in, this. they sent it at the same time. This was like four or five months ago, but with an embargo date. And so uh, this box has been sitting in my house for a very long time, waiting for me to use it. And uh, they moved up the embargo date. And so I was going to go run in it today so I could have a reel about running in it today. I probably should have ran in it yesterday, but yesterday was a workout day and that doesn't really work out for the 1080. And then a while, like a month ago, they sent me an email saying that uh, they sent out some winter colorways on accident and um, let us know. And then we'll send you the launch colorways of the 1080. I didn't even bother looking. But apparently when I went to go look at it last night, I realized I have a winter colorway of the 1080. So even though the embargo lifted on it today for a shoe that doesn't come out for another month um, and everyone else has their videos out already, I don't have anything because they sent me the wrong one. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on over there at New Balance. I didn't really want to get into that, but I guess I just needed to get it off my chest. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's what's been going on. CV76 says, you know, 
Kofuzi's running store is going to be the one in Crystal Lake. I've thought about that before. I was like, is this the, is this the origin story of how I ended up owning a running running retail? I don't really want to own a running store. Uh, I'm definitely not interested in that. You know. Kevin mm, Wong says, Dad, I like the Brooks Ghost is what no parent ever wants to hear. <laughs> I I think that it's a great option for a lot of people. They sell a ton of them and people seem to be happy. So like, you know, they're doing something right. Uh, Daniel Burton says, are you still running a 10K this year? I don't know, but I did sign up for the Houston Half Marathon. So like, uh, it just depends if there's any more 10Ks to sign up for, you know? Um, Right now, I'm shifting gears to uh, start doing half marathon training. So I'll probably make a video about it at some point. But I do have like a mountain trip coming up at the end of this month. And so and then after that, it'll be Chicago marathon time. So like it's going to be pretty busy. So, I'm, you know, it's going to interfere with a lot of travel because then there's New York in there as well, as is TRE and CIM. So there's like a lot of stuff and, you know, holidays and all that stuff. So, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, make a go of it. I don't know if I'll do a 10K or not. We'll see. It just depends on what races might be available. Uh, Mark says, do you like Tokyo even while those hairpin turns? Yeah, I didn't really, you know, they were tough. You know, I didn't love them, but like, uh, they weren't that bad, you know. Um for some reason, the one hairpin turn that's in the Houston Marathon bothered me more than like the five hairpin turns that are in the Tokyo Marathon. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. For the Tokyo Marathon, the, the roads that have the hairpin turns are really wide. It's not like a, a one-lane road that you're turning around on, kind of like they do in the Cherry Blossom 10 Mile. Like you just go down like a two-lane road and you're turning around on it real hard. For the Tokyo Marathon, imagine like a road with like, three lanes on each side and then you're turning around that so you can you could even if you're running the tangent you can you're it's not super sharp of an angle it doesn't have to be super sharp of an angle so it's not not that bad it's still a sharp turn but not as bad as it sounds uh girl running a lot of says because does Kofuzi know philip latocha um, you know, I know I've, I've been watching Philip's content for a couple of years now, back when I did my first triathlon. That's when I first started watching Philip's stuff. I didn't know he's from Crystal Lake. I knew he lived, he lived in the city for a while. And then I knew he moved out back to the suburbs. I didn't, I didn't know he was over here though. Um, Luciana Kyle says, you know, this is the number one running podcast here in Brazil. Is it? I don't think it is. That's a nice of you to say. Because I've actually been looking at some of the, the statistics. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's not. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get, you know what? I got to have to cut this one short because I put the milk and the eggs away, but I left all the other groceries in the car. So like, I wanted to get down here, do the live stream, unbox this new camera. So but I'm going to have to cut it short, but let's get to the box. All right. So this should be... A GoPro. I, uh, I paid extra for expedited shipping. Um, although I guess I really didn't need to, but I've just not been really liking the Osmo Action 4 and my GoPro 11 died. I guess I could have just started using my GoPro 10 again, but the 12 is here and I'm excited for it. Look, it's like in a brown paper bag, kind of. But I think that's just like the outer. 
packaging for shipping purposes because like it does get kind of like chewed up. So I'm guessing that is here to protect the real packaging of it. Look at that. Um, they've made these easier and easier to open every single year and I definitely appreciate it. So, all right, just one little tab on the bottom. And that's it in the box. Oh, you know what's interesting though this year? This year it does not come with a case. In prior years, instead of this clamshell, it's come with a nice like case that you could put everything inside. I kind of, it's one of my favorite cases because then I take the case and I've been storing all my old, old GoPros in there. And then I have another one of them and I store microphones, a microphone, one of these actually for when I travel and that. I was kind of really looking forward to having a third one, but I suppose I have to save some cost. So we've got USB-C charger. I don't know why they keep including helmet mounts. I can't like the average person buying a GoPro does not need a helmet mount. Got another Enduro battery. The batteries do go backwards from 12, 11 and 10 now, which is nice. Here's the mount that goes on that little helmet mount thing. And then we've got the camera itself. Let's get some focus on it. There we go. Do we need to make this ASMR? The camera must be updated before you can use it. That did not come off properly. That was kind of nice. And then the last one. All right. So they've got a new finish on the outside. It looks like kind of modeled, you know, this like blue flex in the rubber casing of it. And you know what I do really like is that on the bottom, which is something that you could have bought an aftermarket thing to put on your GoPro Hero 11. But they also have the uh, the two feet built into the bottom so you could put it to a GoPro attachment. But also if you want to attach it to a quarter 20 mount, now they have that built in as well, which I think is just really nice and convenient. And that's something they should have done a long time ago. So I'm glad that they have that. Um, you know, I don't really know too much. I did watch DC Rainmaker's video about it. Uh, things you should know about it. And uh, there wasn't anything that really jumped out at me in terms of things I'm like super excited about testing, but I'm just excited to have another fresh GoPro in the house because I broke my last one. The GoPro 11 was broken. The camera still works, but the screens no longer work because I cracked the screen in the back and then I took it snorkeling. And so salt water got in there and now it just doesn't work right. And I just didn't want to trust that for Chamonix or Budapest. So I didn't bring the GoPro to my last two trips, but now I've got this brand new GoPro. Uh, I do believe that like there's more sh like shooting options, resolutions and frame rates that are available at the seven, eight, eight by seven aspect ratio. Um, that could be really interesting, um, but I'll be taking this one to Italy. So that'll be nice. All right. Uh, Brian Lang says about that 
quarter 20 man at the bottom. He says, finally, I hated the GoPro proprietary mounting. Yeah, I mean, uh, at this point, it's become an industry standard, so I don't hate it. But it's nice that it's built in to have the other one because it's really weird to have a GoPro mount to another GoPro mount that converts it to a quarter 20. It just makes it like an extra inch longer, you know, just to put it on a tripod. Seems silly. You know what I mean? So it's nice that they kind of did that. Um, all right. Uh, Free Waters wants to know who makes the hat. This is a hat by CLA, French Canadian company. Uh, they make great hats. Uh, and Brian says, oh, wow, it comes with a charging cable. Nice. <laughs> I have a lot of these. Um, yeah, it's the USB-C cable. Right. I would trade a case for the USB-C cable. Because just because that case is so useful. Uh, Calvin says, the GoPro 12 has almost twice the record capacity at 4K 120 compared to the 11. I mean, isn't that, is that based on the battery? Is that based on the SD card? I'm, I'm not sure I understand that. Um, yeah, so. Stevie 76 says, it used to come in a display case looking thing. It did. And that was mainly because they used to sell them primarily at Best Buy's. And so you could see the product at Best Buy. Those were really hard to get open. And uh, you, it, would, it was like impossible to open it without destroying all the packaging, which I guess doesn't really matter all that much. But for some people that like to keep their packaging, it would, would really annoy them, you know? Um, yeah, TV76, the same white battery? Yes. Um... Let's see what else we got here. Any other comments on it? Um, Frank says, is the cable a data cable or just charging though? I think that you can use it like some people, I, I don't, I, I always remove the SD card and use a S, micro SD card reader. Some people connect their camera directly to their laptops. You can do that with the GoPro cable. That I know you can do. But I've always felt like it takes a really long time to read it off the memory card and process it through the GoPro to get it connected to your laptop. So I always use an external card reader. Daniel Burton says, do you film all shots with the GoPro? No. I have like, these days I bring like, these days I usually bring at least three different cameras and at least three different lenses, sometimes four. So I have like the Sony FX30, which is what I shoot my, um, the B-roll, like when you see shoes, that's like a regular video camera. Um, and that's a camera that I also use for the talking parts of my running shoe videos. That the majority of like the quote unquote good footage from Chamonix is with that big camera, right? But like action camera stuff, like when I'm running is with an action camera. And sometimes it's either an action camera, and by that I mean like a GoPro or a DJI Act, Osmo Action, um, and then there's 360 footage, which is with a 360 camera. So it's not all shots, but my favorite is GoPro. Uh, Brian Lang says, what write speed do you have on your SD cards? Recording 120 FPS all the time seems kind of intense. Yeah, so I have to buy like the whatever the fastest speeds are. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have any me memory cards with me on hand. So um, especially with the Sony FX30, it uses like the Sony proprietary card, like the CF Express, which like I bought like an 80 gigabyte card and it cost me like a hundred and 
or like 200 bucks it's super expensive um and even for like regular size sd cards you have to buy like the faster writing speed ones so like the sony proprietary card it's like 800 megabits a sec megabytes megabits a second um, which is much faster than sd and then like the sd cards write like 300 or 400 per second so it's kind of crazy and it gets it gets expensive and also like it gets if you want to do that it's not the cards that they sell like at walgreens if you forgot a card so like i get par i get like terrified that i forgot media whenever i go on a trip Calvin says, there's an open box GoPro 11 at my local Best Buy for $2.99. It's tempting. Yeah, but isn't the GoPro 11 not open box $3.29? So it's like you'd save 30 bucks. I guess that's 10% off, you know, but, but then it's not open. I mean, it just depends. Does it have the case? The case is nice. So maybe maybe you get it for the case. Um, Vernez Martinez is like, it's like old school DVD or CD packaging. It took a chainsaw to open. Yeah, I had a system though. I would undo the case, like the jewel case for the CD. You know how it like had a hinge that opened up? The hinge had two little like fingers on it that connected the two different parts. And if you would pick at the bottom of it and open it, then you could flip it over. Instead of it opening, you would just kind of, and that would help. I don't know. That's how I always open CDs. I don't know if I explained that right. That's hard. I don't know. <laughs> Isaiah says, I think that's Isaiah, um, says, leaning towards 360 from my first action cam purchase, but I don't know. They all seem really good. I would highly recommend, Isaiah, that you don't buy a 360 camera for your first action camera. Um, that's my opinion on it i feel like get a good action camera first a 360 camera is a good second camera to have um but it's a there are a lot of work it's a lot of extra work and steps generally um and i feel like for someone's first action camera i feel like a regular action camera is a better way to go if you're determined and you're like i i i've looked at the con i've looked at the footage i know the strengths and limitations is what i want that's great um and I, it can work for a lot of people. But uh, for me, I would make it a second camera, not a first camera. Mm. Steven C1984 says, I came here for the CD case opening hacks. <laughs> I'm gonna, should we try and find a CD so I can show you guys how it, how it went? Um, Joe Carr says, I feel like I need a demonstration if you're opening a CD. Okay, I'm gonna try and find an unopened, I don't know what's going on with my camera today. It's like freaking out. I think it's because I'm wearing a hat, maybe. Um, all right, I'm gonna have to find a way to get like an unopened CD case so I can show you guys how I did it. I don't know. Adam says, I think he meant Insta360 brand, not a 360 degree camera. Oh, that's possible. I don't like the Insta360 Go. It's really nice if you absolutely need that small form factor. I don't. Um, I think this is small enough for me to carry and run for, a, a, I run as short and as fast as a 5K and as long as 
a 50k with a GoPro. So and I feel and I well actually with the 50k I ran with a GoPro and a 360 camera. Maybe I just did a 360 camera. But for my FKT that was 30 miles. I did a GoPro and a 360 camera. But um the thing with the Insta360 is um I never know when it's on or off. It's really finicky. And it can only shoot at 2K at 120 frames per second and not 4K at 120 frames per second. Um, and the benefits that I'm getting from that smaller size are all kind of cumbersome things that are confusing to me. So, like, I, I just don't know if it's going to be recording when I think it's recording or not. Because you do, like, these weird squeezes of it and then it buzzes when it's recording and then sometimes it stops recording automatically after 30 seconds and then i don't i don't i don't know what's going on with it um and uh yeah so something similar thing happened to ben is running in budapest he ran the mass participation 10k and he thought he had the camera on when he started the race and was going to hold it as he kept like running outside the shoot you know for the race and the camera turned off and i was with him when he was like oh i thought i had a much longer clip than this but Apparently not. So it happens to the best of us. And he shoot, he runs with the Insta360 Go as his primary action camera. So it's not like me that I'm not that familiar with it. He's very familiar with it. And he had that problem. Andrew Scott says, can't you get away with just using an iPhone or is it more of a durability issue? It's an angle issue. How are you going to shoot your... I, I have footage of my feet. I take the selfie stick, I turn it upside down and I point it at my feet. Or I take the selfie stick, I point behind me and I could see footage of me from behind. I don't really want to do that with an iPhone. I don't really want to put my iPhone on a stick and run with it. Like you can hold your iPhone and run with it and it looks great. The footage is great, but like I just don't want to put it on a stick. Um, and so you're limited in the kinds of footage that you can get. Um, it's nice to have as like a you know, a B cam. So when I went for running in the trails in Chamonix, I had three cameras with me. I had a GoPro or a DJI Osmo Action 4. I had a Insta360 One RS. And then in my two-in-one shorts, with I had a nice phone pocket on the inner liner, I had that. So depending on, did I want 360 field of view, 17 degree field of view, or like 30 millimeter field of view, with the iPhone, depending on what I wanted, I got, I actually had four cameras because I also brought my big camera with a telephoto lens. So I had four cameras with me for those runs. Um, but it just, it gives you a different angle, a different kind of shot. And it, there's strengths and limitations to each one. Like the DJI Osmo Action, for example, it's very wide. So like, it's hard to see things that are far away. So like there's, it just depends. Um, I find, I just don't like shooting with an iPhone for running stuff. Mm, Shannon says, Co, are you excited for the 1080 version 13? I suppose I could talk about it now. I haven't run in it yet because they sent, I'm not sure if I'm going to wait. They said they were going to send me a launch colorway. They also said two different times that they were going to send me the SC Trainer version 2. And they also said they were sending me the Supercomp Trail. I ended up buying my own pair of SC Trainer version two, and I don't have the Supercom Trail. It still hasn't arrived. 
Um, so at some point, I might, if I don't get it soon, I might just start running in the one that I have, and then I'll wait until the winter colors are released before I make my video. Um, I did film it last night to get the B-roll because I thought I'd be able to run in it today. It looks very different. And so uh, I'm not sure. I've always kind of liked the 1080 as being like the kind of the goofball weird shoe, but that works somehow kind of shoe um, that the 1080 version 10 was. But the more version four has kind of taken over that spot. And so I think that they're trying to like make this more like broader appeal. I feel like that's what they're doing. That's what they did with the SC Trainer version two as well. So um, I like the SC Trainer two version more, two, version two more than last year's. Excuse me. Um, so hopefully I like the 1080 version 13 more than I like the 12. But we'll see. I don't know when I'll be able to to run in it yet. Brian Lang says, how do you pronounce CLA? Um, I always thought it was like CL. You know, that's how I would read it if I were if someone told me it was a French word. But everyone seems to pronounce it CLA. Like as you're as if you were saying the letters C L A. Yeah, that's what Andrew Scott says. It's like C L A. Um that's how it always sounds when Thomas from Believe in the Run says it. I always I think he's talking about a brand called CLA, not CLA. So I don't know. Sean mm -hmm. Chandler says, nice video colors. And what camera are you rocking now? APS-C still? You're looking at me right now on an old A6300. Um, the SD card slot broke. And so rather than paying to ship it to like the Sony repair place and having the SD card repaired, I just have turned it into a webcam. And I have a Sigma 16 millimeter lens on there. Um, and that is an APS-C uh, sensor size camera. And then my main video cameras, I have two other main video cameras now that I tend to use for, um, for b-roll i guess a-roll and uh, as a secondary cam for interviews i have a, a 6100 and then a because that because i needed another camera when the memory card broke on this one and then i also bought the fx30 and those are all aps-c cameras i just didn't want to buy new lenses i really like my lenses and i don't mind the the crop factor Will Willing wants to know, Co, is the Rocket X2 more stable than the Endorphin Pro 3, which is faster for half marathon distance? Uh, I think that I would, hmm, I'd rather have the Endorphin Pro 3. I feel like the Rocket X2 is a good shoe, but I think like it's a little bit too dense and a little bit too heavy. And when I was in Chamonix, I met Jean-Luc, founder of uh, Hoka. And I told him that I didn't like, love the Rocket X2. And he's like, why? I was like, it's a little bit, too dense and a little bit too heavy. He's like, that's kind of what we think too sometimes. We're trying to make it lighter. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I, the Rocket X2 is the shoe that they needed to make. They needed a solid, you know, like double, maybe almost a triple. Um, I'm glad they didn't try to swing for the fences and hit a home run and go super crazy. 
that gives me it makes me really excited for the Rocket X3. Um, but like, is it more stable? Yeah, because it's not as squishy. So I feel like it's not going to bounce around as much. So it might be more stable. Um, but is it faster? No, I don't think so. It's a lot of it's going to also depend on your foot strike and your preferences too. Hunter uh, Holt says marathon prep question for you for you Kofuzi. How have you approached the Kara 20 miler in prep for the Chicago Marathon? Do you recommend going at marathon pace for the entire 20 miles? Absolutely not. Um, that seems like a terrible idea. For the same reason that professional marathoners, or at least now it's changed a little bit. Sometimes they can run as many as four in a year, or a lot of them are running three in a year these days. But for the same reason, it just takes your body a lot of time to recover from that kind of effort. And if you can run a run at 20 miles, at what you think is marathon pace, then your marathon pace isn't that. Either that or you already kind of like, you left it on the course already. So like 20 miles for at marathon pace sounds like a terrible idea to me. Uh, because that, uh, the run is usually like three or four weeks before, right? Isn't it something like that? It's not, it's not like it's six weeks out. So it's just way too close to the Chicago Marathon for you to be able to do, for you to do 20 miles at marathon effort. It's just going to take too much out of your body to do that. I would recommend doing like the first 5k at warm up. Like how I would do it. I I ran the 20 Kara 20 miler once. Uh I don't remember how I did it. But think what I would do if I were to do it this year would be like first 5k at recovery pace, like low heart rate, just warm up, get into it, uh, for like three miles, just keep it nice and easy. And then I would do 10 miles at marathon effort and then the rest of the miles easy. Or if you want to split it up, you know, you could do 5k intervals at marathon effort and then easy the rest of the way in. I think the way that I did it the last time was like, because uh, I didn't run Chicago half marathon. So I was like, I'll do, I remember doing a long warm up at easy pace, like more than eight minute miles. And then I did like 10 miles at marathon effort. And then like the last 5K at half marathon effort. And that was a big day. Probably shouldn't have done that much, you know? Mm. Brian wants to know, Code, do you always keep a non-supported shoe in your rotation? Thoughts on running in plated supported shoes only? Um, I try to keep, uh, by supported, you mean like stability shoes? Like I try to keep stability shoes out of the rotation. I don't like them very much, generally speaking. The Forever Run, it's not really a stability shoe, but it's kind of a stability shoe. I could deal with that. Um, the Kayano is nice, but it still feels very much like a stability shoe. Um, like the Endorphin Shift. I know they say it's not a stability shoe, but it feels like a hard stability shoe to me. I can't run it. I don't just, just don't like it. So I don't do that. Um, but thoughts on running in plated or supported shoes only? I don't think it's, I don't think that there's a problem with running in carbon plated shoes all the time. I think that like my my opinion has always been 
Carbon is not asbestos. It's not radioactive. Like simply putting it in a, in a shoe isn't going to like, isn't going to somehow like, it's not like putting Nas in an engine where you're like, well, you might get really good performance, but you're going to blow the rings. It's not like that. Um, I think you have to really analyze what the shoe is doing, right? I think we've all seen now that like you can put carbon in a shoe and depending on the plate position and the foams that you're using with it, that that de definitely changes the sensation in the, in the shoe. Like running an RC Elite 2, very different, even though it's a carbon sh shoe, than running in, say, like a Metaspeed Sky or an Adios Pro 3. Um, and is that, I don't think that it's also that different if we're talking about like things that could potentially be bad for you as like running in a super blast, right? And so like, I think that we really need to think about like the, the foams and what the foams are doing. The overall, it's a, a part of a system, right? And so like they add rigidity and they change the way that the foams deflect, right? And so like, that's what we need to think about. And so what there needs to be, there needs to be new language. I, I don't have the language. I don't have like the terms of art to talk about like, well, this puts me in an ankle up position and something like that. I don't know. And I, I don't know what the words are, but I feel like the reason why that there's conflicting data on whether it's good or bad to run in carbon a lot uh, is because like, I don't know. It's like, it'd be like saying like, is it good or bad to use a spork frequently when you're trying to lose weight. I mean, it's just, it's a thing, but it doesn't tell you any useful information. So like that, that's where I feel like, like carbon or not is not the right question, but I think some people use it as a, in the absence of better language. I know that people are using it as a kind of shorthand, but I also just don't think that there's a problem with it. So like, if you're like, I don't, I would not have a problem with Daily Trainer is the SC Trainer version two. Workout Shoe is the Deviate Nitro two. And Racing Shoe is the Metaspeed Sky. I feel like that'd be a great rotation. And I don't, I don't, I don't think there'd be a problem with that. Uh, Kobe Young says, should I run my half marathon in the Autozero SL or Mach 5? I'd say if you have them both, you pick the one that you like more. That's going to be the best way for you to decide. I think they both are going to be great for a half marathon distance. I would probably prefer the Mach 5 because I like things that are squishy um, rather than things that are a little bit on the firm side, which the Auto Zero SL is. But I think they both are going to be good. Mm. <laughs> Mark Peterson says, Fast and Furious Marathon shoes are an XL. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm surprised that there isn't some sort of Fast and the Furious shoe co-branding with Nas. I, I'm, I just don't, how have we not seen that? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Frank says, all my road shoes right now have plates or rods. I feel slightly embarrassed about it. But are you having fun? If you're, as long, if you're having fun, it doesn't seem to be hurting you, you know? Um, yeah, you guys are saying like not stability, carbon shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think what I, my rant still stands, I guess. I think that's kind of how I answered it, you know? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a problem, problem with it. Any more than I would say that like, is there a problem in like running in a shoe like a Cumulus 25 versus 
like a, a Solomon Aeroglide. Like, I feel like that would be a, a more useful like study than like carbon versus not carbon. That that would make more sense to me because the foams and the whole overall the gestalt of the experience is very different, you know. And Brian says, "All right, I'm going to keep using my SC trainers and speeds as my easy day shoe." I yeah, I think that's I think if those shoes are working for you, I don't I don't think that there's a problem with it. Those two shoes also have very different heel drops as well, so that's the only other thing that I think can maybe be an issue. But like, as long as you're not running on a track and only running in circles, because if you have hills. It changes the angle of attack from when your foot hits the ground. Um, yeah, I think I think I think it'll be a plenty of variety for you. Mm. Frank says, I've got like 10 miles left of my endorphin speeds, and then my daily trainer is gonna be the Adidas Adizero Adios Pro 3. Is it really? You use that as a daily trainer? I feel like that's kind of a lot of shoe for a daily trainer. I don't know that I would love it as a daily trainer. Although it's not bad. I don't think it would be bad. Hmm. I think, are you joking? I think you're joking. I think you're teasing me. Mika Kataya says, I've been running a lot with the Invincibles lately and my legs have felt like trash. The uh, inherent instability kills my muscles. Much better after only a few days of switching to Mach 4 and 5 for daily stuff. I think it could depend on, I mean, that might be a signal that you can work on some stability, you know, stability work for your leg muscles. Uh, or it just might be that's a shoe that doesn't work for you, you know. And if the Mach 4 and 5 were, I mean, that's, the Mach 4 and 5 are pretty squishy shoes too. You know, but I guess they're just squishy in like a different way. I feel like I also do feel like the Invincible is very assertive and it wants you to run a certain way. And that way is not the way that I necessarily always want to run. All right. Here's some updates on Frank saying that he was going to use the Adios Pro 3 as his, his next daily trainer. Lou says he's trolling you. Frank says I really wasn't joking. Calvin says Frank uses the Alpha 5 for his recovery shoe. <laughs> I'm not, I don't I don't know I don't, I don't know what's going on anymore. Um, Stevie seventy six says he has a super shoe sighting at the grocery store. Yeah, I mean I I really don't have a problem with people wearing super shoes at the grocery store. Personally, I find them all very uncomfortable for walking in, and if they were comfortable for walking in them, I'm not sure that that's that all that good of a super shoe. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, it's other people's money and other people's feet. And I do feel like they are making like all those collab versions of the SC Elite 3 now. No, or is it still are the RC Elite 2? There's all those like fashion collabs of that shoe. And so I feel like, look, they made a fashion collab. You can't be mad if people are wearing that. But like, you know, I do see people wearing like Alpha Flies and Vapor. Oh, where did I just see a pair of Vapor Flies the other day? I'm not sure where I saw one, but it was, I remember it being in a kind of a weird spot. And I was just like, I'm pretty sure that person didn't just come from a workout, you know, because that that could be what's happening. But I don't know. Um, you know, people can wear what they want. Mm. 
Wundulu says, thoughts on Invincible 1 and 2 versus 3? I want to love the 3s, but just can't. I didn't run in the 2. I didn't think it was any different than the 1. I ran in the 1. I thought it was okay. Um, I like the 3 a lot more. I like that one. Um, but it's taken me a, a little while to, to for me to figure out that I just don't... The Invincible for me is not a recovery shoe. It's not even an easy day shoe. I like it as... The same way I like the Super Blast. I like it for like tempo work, moderate pace work, marathon effort work. Like that's the range of speed that I, I like both of those shoes. And so like that's when I like it. But I, at like recovery pace, because of how like assertive it is and how it wants me to run, it's just not my foot strike and it feels weird. All right, William Kim says, planning on going on a trip and we are going to be walking a lot. Personally, what pair of shoes would you put on to walk eight hours a day for two weeks? Uh, if it was just going to be walking and no running, I probably, and assuming it's like paved surfaces, not like hiking and stuff. So if it was, if I needed something that I was going to go in the grass hiking, I'd probably bring Tribuco Max 2. If it was just walking, I'd probably bring the Cumulus 25. Where are those? I got a couple pairs of those. They're they're up there. They're off camera. Where's the other one? There's I have, oh here no it's right here. This one. I have the the all white one. I don't wear these, but um, I'd probably bring that. That's really comfortable for walking around a lot. Just because the foam is just really nice to sink into. So those those are ones that I would wear. Um, Cloud Surfer wouldn't be a bad choice. That's what this one over here, if you're into on. Um, Nova Blast would also be a good one. Nova Blast 3. I'd like that one a lot. So those would be some pretty comfortable ones to wear. I mean, the Fresh Roll more, either the Trail or version 4, also really nice. But the rocker is so aggressive on it. If you are standing a lot, I feel like it feels weird. So... Mm. Shan says, I just got my third pair of Primex version one yesterday. Excited, but I went down half a size for some reason, and now I'm worried I'm going to fall out of love. Why did you go down half a size? Did you do that on accident? By the way, I am wearing the Rabbit Fuel and Fly three inches that they sent in a size small, and it still works. It's fine. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully you'll still like it. Hopefully it'll still work for you. I can't believe you're in pair three. That's that's a lot. Um, yeah, William says he's just gonna be walking on pavement in the city. Yeah, I was I will go with the cumulus. That's gonna be pretty nice for me. Also, because the material on the upper is so stretchy, it's nice if you have to fly there. My feet always swell a lot when I'm flying. I think it's the altitude changes and also you get dehydrated. Um, some people say it's because you're sitting so much. I don't I don't know. I sit a lot when I'm not running. I know it's not good for you, but I do. I don't think that's it. But I, th I think it's the altitude changes or the cabin pressure station changes. Um, and so it's really comfortable for that too. Mm. All right. 
Sean Devlin says, Kavuzi's groceries are melting. I don't think I bought anything from this freezer section except for a couple of burritos. Uh, I get the gluten-free, what are they, Amy's? Amy's burritos, but I think those will be okay. Let's see what else, I, what else did I get? Oh, I got some ricotta cheese in there. And other kinds of cheese. I probably should take care of that pretty soon. But I didn't get it. Eliza says, ice cream is not much. I didn't get any ice cream. So I think it's just cheese. Got about some goat cheese, cheddar cheese slices, mozzarella, shredded mozzarella, ricotta cheese. So, yeah. Martha wants to know, are they wild, wild boar? No, they're gluten-free bean and cheese. From my wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sean Devlin says, Kofos, you want to pause the live stream to put the groceries away? But then you would have seen the three-inch shorts. No, I, I have pants on. Because I went for my run there's a place to run right by the Walmart that I go to. So if I do two laps, it's like 10 and a half miles. So I did two laps and then I went, then I put these pants on and then I went to the grocery store. So I'm wearing the three in shorts just under these pants. Counts <laughs> as their Dodge Journey aged cheese. Yeah, aged in the trunk for a good two hours. I think they'll be fine. Luke Klein says, is it cold in Chicago? It's chilly today. Um, my my younger daughter, who I walk to the bus stop, my older daughter doesn't let me walk her to the bus stop anymore. Actually, she never has. Not since we've been in the suburbs. But um, and that's the only time she's taken a bus. But uh, she's been asking me to bring her her earmuffs already because her ears are getting chilly. And, you know, they do. They are chilly. She makes me hold her ears while we're at the bus stop because her ears are cold. Um, but it's like 55, 60 degrees. It's really nice for running. Uh, Martha says, Amy's frozen stuff is great. We love the mushroom risotto. That is a good one. I, I get that one from, because I think that one's gluten-free too. I get that one from my wife. Because I don't, I don't always have time to make lunch during the day. And so then when she's at home and she wants to eat lunch, she can always come downstairs. I try to keep the freezer stocked, the stuff that she don't like. All right, with that in mind, I think it's time to put the groceries away. Get this camera updated and charged so I can start shooting with it tomorrow. I can't wait. Oh, I missed my GoPro. You never, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad to have another GoPro back into the rotation. And uh, I guess I got to shoot some B-roll of it first before I scuff it up and get it all dirty. And um, yeah, that'll be fun. But tomorrow, tomorrow's video is going to be about the S-Lab Phantasm 2, which I've really been liking. Um, it's been a really good one. And uh, then we'll do another live stream, same time as today. I don't think we're going to have a time. I, don't, I didn't ask anyone to be a guest for tomorrow, so it's just going to be me again. Um, and I think we'll have some stuff to unbox too, so plenty to talk about so and i'll be in a better mood by tomorrow i promise um sorry i was a little bit uh on edge today but you know i'll work on it for tomorrow all right in the meantime until i see you guys again be safe out there everybody thanks